So this is No Sold, episode number 60, the big 6-0. We're back again, East-West Connection. Frank, how are you feeling out West? Everything safe with the hurricanes, the earthquakes? Yeah, everything is good. Typhoons. The hurricane ended up just being uh, a little sprinkling of water, and these people are losing their mind. It was like a rainy day. You know what I mean? But I'm, I'm sure other people, other places got hurt. The desert got hit hard, whatever. There was an earthquake. I felt it. That's scary, though. Um, but yeah, crazy. But I survived the natural disasters <laughs> tag team champion right now. So yeah, John Santa. Yeah. He's cool. Everything's yeah. good. Uncle Fred Oppen. Yeah. Uncle Fred. And, uh, and Shane Helms didn't take you out either. <laughs> so <laughs> you're good. You dodged all the bullets. How Have you there ever been any other like, weird names like that avalanche avalanche was earthquake yeah um glacier technically yeah. he was a glacier <laughs> yeah harlem heat. frost harlem heat. <laughs> harlem heat. <laughs> they were just going That's a... any sort of elemental yeah we... ice train <laughs> ice train. Um, Ele- yeah elements or natural disasters i don't know um how are you on the east side duke how you feeling I'm summer feeling summer's great. winding down Summer's winding down, you know, still hanging and banging on these streets. Yeah. Speaking of, um, I don't know why it reminded me of banging, but did you see uh, Sonny? Oh, Tammy yeah, Sitch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Frank, man. Frank, yeah. did you see that sad stuff? Brutal. Uh, She's, her life's over. I mean, she killed yeah, somebody, you know, so yeah. it's sort of like, it is what it is. Yeah. It sucks. Is it uh, bad, potentially man. 25 years or is it? For sure, 25 years. It's potentially. She pled no contest. Or mm-hmm. not. I think it was no contest she pled. So she's basically at the mercy of the court. She doesn't look right, honestly. Like in her. She looks like she's lost her damn mind. It's mm-hmm. it's sad, man. Addiction is a real thing. It is sad. If you um see the pictures floating around, there is no, no chill. But with these comments, man, they just... <laughs> They're going in on on Sunny, but I can't yeah. do that. She was once upon a time, you know. My that's my that's my goat right there. Yeah, but um, also in the news, we have AEW All In coming up. We just covered uh, the preview show, but next week we're going to cover the actual result of the show. But just so anyone didn't hear, talk elite Frank, you looking forward to this big uh, outside stadium Wembley extravaganza? I am. I don't I don't think I think like the like the complaints are obvious and I think they're uh deserved in many ways, you know. The build wasn't the greatest. Some of the matchups you're not so excited, but I just think the crowd and the you know, the whole vibe of the building and how all those people it's going to be something to see. So I think it's ultimately going to be a super sick show like they normally do on pay-per-view. So I'm not worried, but it could have been more exciting lead up, but I am pumped for it. Yeah, Duke, are you going to are you all in? So I have a predicament. So I have to work that day. You know, it would require me to close down, basically. Shut it um, down. Zern did offer to make a, a sign that said something upon the, the lines of, I'm all in, so you guys are out or something. To leave <laughs> yeah. the door. So we'll see what happens. I'm going to gauge it with the people. You know, I've I have like Sunday regulars that come in. And play games, so I'm gonna see like what they think. Maybe I can move that to Saturday, so I can be with the Brotherhood to watch it live and in color. 
Yeah, that's a big one. You got to do a uh, Ted DiBiase. Remember when he went to the pool and paid off the pool to shut it down? (laughs) I'm going to come into your store. (laughs) There you you go. Shut it down. Just give these kids some magic cards. Yeah, give them the cards. (laughs) (laughs) Go play on the sidewalk. Yep, that's coming up all in. And uh, also, WWE's got payback coming up. Real quick, Frank, did you watch the Cody documentary yet? I know no. you're. Yeah, I'm not going to either. Wow. Really? Wow, yeah. that's some real hater shit right there. It is. It's wow. Super hatred. Man. Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna watch. I'm not into. I guess I get it. History, you know what I mean? And what a shame. I saw, I saw clips. I saw clips online, <clears throat> and it made me. It's very good. Roll, roll my eyes <laughs> so far that I'm like, I can't watch this thing. I think you would like it. If you, I thought uh, that it was good. But, like, I thought it would be great, and I didn't think it was great. Like, I thought that – here's the hmm. thing, man. If he wins that title at WrestleMania, that's one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. Right. But, like, at the end, it just mm-hmm. felt empty, you know? Well, like The story's like, not oh, over. You're seeing this, like, him go through it and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and, like, he rebuilds himself, and he's going to go do the thing, and then, like, he doesn't do the thing. And I was like, oh, wow, that kind of felt like shit. Like just yeah. like it did at the end of WrestleMania. Always walking through the desert with that uh WWF title yep. at the end of the documentary. Harley Davidson on his back. Basically. I liked it. I, I didn't think you saw it, Frank. Of course you did. Come on. I loved it. I liked it too. <laughs> but like you'll probably crown it and it's not like the be all end. No, but it was like, you know, a throwback to the ones they used to release on VHS or yeah. DVD. You know, it was well done. I, yeah. I like and I used sure. to like those things. Absolutely. But watching yeah. those back, some of them just haven't aged well. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Just like when you look at the people like we, talking or. Yeah, like, just all of it. Like just the whole production of these. Like, because I used to buy those. I have all those on DVD, mm-hmm. you know, before with the network days. Yep. And I used mm-hmm. to swear by them. But I will, we will, I don't know, watching one for, oh, the superstar Billy Graham one. It's sort of like the information mm-hmm. is cool. But just as a documentary, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, this is kind of dog shit. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know. The A&E biographies are pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think, think that's probably very well done. One, yeah. yeah, I watched the Austin one today. I just like, mm-hmm. I was doing research for this podcast and I like just fell into like a little Austin thing. And I was like, I'm just going to watch this whole thing again mm-hmm. for the fifth time. Yeah, some of them are paint by numbers, but the Cody one, they, they had a little through line that I think you might like, Frank, walking through the desert, old old uh, memories of his career. I thought it was cool. Check it out if you haven't watched it. You won't, but whoever's yeah. listening. <laughs> um, but today, we're going to be talking about Vince McMahon, his hits and misses, because I think since we started this show, we've always had you know Vince in the news, for better or worse. He left the company. He comes back. He's selling the company. He's now indicted. You know, there's always something with Vince. And even before we ever started the show, all the years we've been alive and watching wrestling, Vince would be in the news for better or worse, good and bad and ugly. So we, instead of, you know, doing a straight up tribute show, which, you know, I, I wanted to do, we were going to be doing a sort of like keep it real hits and misses. Is that fair for you, Frank? Yeah. Yeah, I just wasn't I wasn't gonna do like a tribute show. I just was like, I can't do a Vince McMahon tribute show. That's so crazy <laughs> to me. And listen, I we all love the guy in ways. I was just talking about this the other day because it's like I listen, I have love for Vince too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like and respect for the game and all that. But I'm like, but he's such a scumbag, he's like a real life villain, you know what I mean? Some <laughs> movie villain. So it's sort of like I can't praise the guy too much, you know what I mean? But I give him credit. But that mustache now, Duke, he's he's full he's, on. Yeah, he's gone full villain. 
for a while he was like just doing the thing he was letting his hair go like his hair was getting gray and he was like fuck that pal i'm gonna you know he just went dark again he's got the little you know gomez adams deal going on (laughs) and like listen man i know the dude's a scumbag you know and and some people are like f him and that's that you know what i mean like people don't even mess with him anymore like they're just like my buddy jay was telling you guys off the air he's like i can't wait until he dies like straight up he said that Mm, and like for me like i get it the dude's done rotten stuff but you equally hear a lot of good stuff about vince from people that you know when they went through drug problems vince paid for their rehab you know like and not guys at the top either like x-pac sean walton one two three kid like he said like vince mcmahon and like vince he he wasn't a commodity to vince anymore you Mm -hmm. know so like i'm not saying vince is like this great guy but he has done good things too and facts are facts we're not doing this podcast without vince mcmahon that's a Mm -hmm. fact that's true and i think since we started the show we wanted to always we usually debate about his creative genius and how many times he hit a home run how many times he struck out and we thought it'd be fun to kind of really dive in and see where where it stacks up you know one versus the other is he more i guess successful than a failure i mean money talks in some ways so obviously he's a major success financially but you know some people will criticize the way he does business but also a lot of his decisions in wrestling we're going to hear that, you know, probably from all three of us at some point, because I have some misses. Obviously, I'm going to bring to the table some hits as well. Uh, but there's one thing I noticed about Vince when you I mean, when you really dive in and start to look at his career, he's not afraid mm-hmm. to take risks. And I think that's one thing that I respect. Like, he's just not afraid to take a risk for better or worse. I would argue that that was the case for a long time. And now I think he's super safe. You know what I mean? Like, I think he's, I I would say like since the PG era, the show has gone super, super safe, super predictable. But I think what got him to that point was his, uh, you know, his unwillingness to just bow down and he'll, he's going to do, you know, whatever it takes to be the top guy, you know, and obviously he's a cutthroat dude like that and it's proven successful. But I would say now that show is about as safe as you get, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, and I, I think that's what, you know, makes it a struggle for me to get through, but in his day in his day well product aside duke um you know wrestling product aside like nobody gets far in life without taking risk but i'm saying not even wrestling don't you feel like he's i mean we'll get to some of his major yeah. risks that he's For taking sure. i mean absolutely and that's some of the major ones is are his misses but you know like michael scott said you know you miss 100 shot of the shots don't. you don't take mm-hmm. um so, I mean, there are definitely, like, you can't be where you are if you're Vince McMahon without doing the cutthroat shit that he did. You know, that's why he is so successful. And, um, you know, that's sad but true, man. You know, like, the guy had to step on a lot of people to build this conglomerate, this ultimate wrestling show that he did, you know? So safe to say pro wrestling, we've hypothesized or theorized or whatever, how it would look if Vince never did what he did or if Vince McMahon was never around. So would, but safe to say professional wrestling wouldn't be the phenomenon it is today without him. Right. I mean, at least not the way we know it. 
Not a chance. And I think his ego, it's gotten in the way multiple times. We'll probably talk about that. Stubborn and maybe out of touch, like Frank was saying, probably complacent now. But um, the decisions he did make, for better or worse, took wrestling, at least the WWE, to, to crazy heights many times, many booms. And the whole professional wrestling world is on a high right now from other companies having success you know so it's not just vince this time but um several times he was mainstream man and i want to ask you guys you know with wrestling becoming the worldwide phenomenon that it did in the you know 80s 90s and now again it's pretty much as big as it's ever been in some ways in some metrics but what do you guys think if if you have to start talking about Vince McMahon and the hits and misses. Like, what do you, what comes to mind for you where you're like, man, I, I think he really hit a home run. Like, what are some of the things you guys think of? Oh, uh, well, if I'm starting, yeah, the obvious is, I mean, Hulk Hogan and Hulkamania and the rock and wrestling and that whole era, you know what I'm saying? Like that blew everything up for him, like kind of right off the bat, you know, once he takes over from his dad and he just changes the game and his image, you know, he, Hulkster was about to be a mega star as it was, but he takes him to that next level and gives him the red and yellow and, you know, all that type of stuff and WrestleMania. So like, I just think that he set the tone pretty early of like what it's going to be going forward, you know, and that's what I think of when I think of Vince. Yeah. Duke with the WrestleMania one and the taking the chance, we've heard it many times, pushing your chips in yep. sink or swim and the rock and wrestling thing crossing over to the mainstream wrestlemania that as a whole is that what comes to mind for you too yeah i mean frank you kind of said like three things that i was gonna say like in one you know like i think no no it's it's all true together like yeah yeah, like you know the celebrity involvement like cindy lauper that Mm -hmm. rock and wrestling connection and then i mean yeah but obviously wrestlemania that's like the phenomenon in, in pro wrestling like wrestlemania is in philly this year we've talked about it i'm sorry next year um many times like there are people like oh i got my wrestlemania tickets i'm like what like i didn't yeah. know you liked wrestling you know it's like it's a thing to do man it's like this phenomenon that's just like it's whenever you know whatever convention comes to town and everybody goes it's that's what it is now i'm like without wrestlemania you know, talk about taking a risk. Like Vince put his house up for WrestleMania yeah. one, you know, like, so it was sink or swim. And I mean, he swam and he's, he's never looked back. Like it was the biggest thing ever at the time. And it just gets bigger and bigger every year now. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, definitely a hit with WrestleMania. Um, for, for me thinking about Vince, that's one of the first things that comes to mind describing it as the Super Bowl wrestling. I guess that's what was in his head how to have just this spectacle literally and you you intertwine the celebrities for better or worse sometimes it's funny sometimes it's the worst thing ever sometimes it makes sense sometimes it has it has nothing to do with wrestling at all and you're just but for better or worse wrestlemania is absolutely one of the first things that comes to my mind for for a vince mcmahon hit and we should mention we didn't already but this is vince mcmahon's 78th birthday so definitely getting uh you know up in his mm-hmm. later years but for a guy that in 1983, 82, you know, however you want to say, maybe it's one of your guys' uh, points later on of how he acquired the WWF. However, you you know, 
however he did that. Um, it's crazy how far he's come with the career and now the kind of guy, the way he's looked in society and in public, you know, you're going to probably get an eye roll if you, if you, if you say like you have a lot of love for Vince McMahon or you don't see yeah. anything wrong with what he does, but yeah. And there are some people like that, like Vince <clears throat> apologists and truthers. But when you break it down, you talk about, um, you know, some of the misses, cause I do want to kind of go back and forth, hits and misses if we can. But I think one of the things that, you know, we're going to get into later is because you mentioned Hulkamania, Frank, and I don't want to gloss over that because we're going to talk about stars he made, but misses for me, starts with sometimes where he missed on a talent which is like a general thing but um mm -hmm. so many guys slipped through his fingers or he had them at the wrong time or he didn't because you know it happened to wcw where he he took a lot of guys and made them stars but it worked the opposite as well he let a lot of guys slip through his fingers so are there any guys that you feel like pop into your mind or girls where vince missed the boat good duke uh, for me, it was like when I was thinking about misses, it was like the gimmicks that came to mind. It was like um, guys that he just didn't know what to do with or anything. And one that, you know, he could have missed out on. That's why I don't give him credit for this hit is Stone Cold Steve Austin, mm. because yeah. he saw Austin in ECW. Actually, he didn't. Jim Ross did. Jim Ross got Austin to the WWE. Vince calls him, I want to make you the ringmaster, blah, blah, blah. We've all heard the tale. The ringmaster sucked. Austin didn't believe in it, blah, blah, blah. Austin made that happen. You know, like, that's not yeah. Vince. That is, Vince was basically like, I don't care what you do, dude. You yeah. know, like, do whatever you want. And Austin made that happen. And Austin, you know, took the rocket ship, you know, so like, that was a potential miss, like the ringmaster. It wasn't because Austin turned it around. But when I think of misses, I think of like the crap gimmicks, like, you know, T.L. Hopper and Mantar and, you know, all Red this. Kind of, yeah. Red Rooster who and Terry Taylor was a good worker, too. Mm -hmm. You know, like a great worker. And probably Gooker. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Gooker. Like, I think of like the silly stuff like that. I don't know. A lot of times when he lets talent go, I'm like, hey, man, I don't I don't disagree with you, Vince. You know, like, honestly, like a lot of these AEW guys that are there now, like people were clamoring for, like, you know, Keith Lee comes to mind. Oh, man, like Keith Lee, they don't. What's he doing in AEW? Was he yeah. wrong? You know, like. And I hear your point there, but you could also mm -hmm. argue that all these misses you know, and or just like failed relationships. You're talking about all the guys they've let go, like Malachi's or Keith Lee's or Andrade's, right? Or relationships that have soured, like Chris Jericho's and all these guys helped form an actual competitor. You know what I mean? Like the stubbornness of Vince McMahon and the attitude of, Oh yeah, he, I'm he not knows saying all that, of it as I'm actually, not saying that everybody no, no, no. that I know yeah, I hear like, you. I know yeah. I agree with you. I'm just saying that, you know him not missing also you know maybe he does more than not and now you have actual viable competition for the first time in 25 years you know what i mean mm -hmm. and you, know, you don't think they would have rose up monster. you don't think they would have rose up aew without 
Keith Lee. I don't think it's the same. Not the, no, 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 no. That's that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that he bred a culture there at the WWE that it was sort of like you come in, it's their system. You come through NXT. If you don't like you, it doesn't matter your contract. You could be fired. He made it such a uh, a volatile work situation that people were desperate for another option. You know what I mean? And it's sort of like, and all and like then firing guys like. Listen, you, we always bring up Keith Lee because he, you know, he'd end up not being like that guy. But like a dude like Malachi Black or something like that, like all these type of signings, you know, or lack, guys who won't go there because of the treatment of the wrestlers, you know, sort of uh, he kind of like ruined his own. Listen, they're crushing it. You know what I mean? But if anybody was going to take them down, this is the closest even sent to the competition that we've had in such a long time. And you could kind of blame Vince just missing. But going on <laughs> what you were saying, John Boy, about – uh missing on like you know any kind of characters or whatever duke mentioned like the gimmicks i had a note here just about his fascination with like big dudes you know what i mean whether they sucked or not you know what i mean um and i have a bunch of names run down giant gonzalez mabel heidenreich nathan jones great Kali, snitsky uh yoko you know yoko like just these big interrupter yeah you know it's like this fascination with oh they're just big one way or another like yoko's not even that tall or mabel they're tall guys but like not typically what we would think of as these giants mm -hmm. but if you were big he was gonna shove you down our throats for a while until it was obvious it didn't work you know what i mean every yep. now and then you get lucky with a batista and a brock lesnar you know what great i mean Collie. you forgot great colleague i mentioned them yeah i said it uh, did you? Like, yeah yeah but it's just like vince you could say you can say in a way though like vince obviously was brought in to the business like idolizing Andre the Giant and sure. I think he obviously the Undertaker took him many decades through and I think Vince always looked at it like having guys bigger than the average Joe on the street that could stop people at airports we've heard that a million times Vince likes mm -hmm. the guy that's going to make Who people's heads turn Mabel? Well, you would probably say that's a big dude. What does he do? Oh, he's a wrestler. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna watch Monday Night Raw. Probably nobody said that, but that would probably <laughs> yeah. would be what Vince's <laughs> yeah, head, you know? Yeah. Um, but even Gorilla Monsoon was a big yeah, man yeah. that Vince like idolized, and you could say that he hit on a lot of those big men. Kane. Um, so I think let's not just go rattling off all these things, man. You guys are. Yeah, I'm just talking about big men specifically here. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But um, what I what I do want to say, getting back to the original point about missing, I'm, I'm with you, Duke. I think when he lets somebody go, when Vince lets someone go, I feel like he squeezed everything he can get out of them. And I do believe Vince gives people opportunities. For better or worse, um, you see the sink or swim. Sometimes the guy getting three minutes, obviously that's good, not good enough. You know what I mean? On, on a, a three minute segment, but for the most part, it seems like everyone eventually that has come through the WWE, like they, they open the door slightly and they get a little bit of an opportunity. If you don't do anything with it, he like doesn't have patience, I guess. Like he won't always wait for you to find your niche. But, you know, if you think about it, man, he's let pretty much a lot of people go that never became anything or were never as popular again or, or, He's let people go like Brian Danielson because he didn't mm -hmm. want to clear him. And John that Moxley. is a huge miss. I don't care what anybody says. John Moxley, MVP of AEW for that year. CM Punk. CM Punk, because, you know, he did, just didn't like him. You know, Razor like, and Nash. Well, that was a money thing. That's still, a little different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's still, yeah. it's like, well, if you still smart, have Razor and Diesel. Them, you know what I'm saying? You don't give them yeah. to your rival, right? Like, sure, if you're like, sure, sure. Back. 
and let them dominate you for the next few years. Mm -hmm. You know, like that was more financial. I think that he was strapped Mm -hmm. at that time, maybe, you know, Um, they they were in big trouble, man. You know, I do want to mention something really quick as far as a hit that I'll just throw out there um, because you mentioned Jim Ross kind of seeing the Steve Austin and ACW. I want to say, and I want to point out and Hey, like this is, this is a hit in my opinion, because in any business, it's all about like how you, I guess, delegate or, or surround yourself with smart people. And Vince was very good at surrounding himself with the right people, I think, for a long time. Yeah, I don't know about now. Yeah, yeah, I don't know about now. But, you know, when you go into Pat Patterson early on, there was Chief J. Strongbow, obviously Gorilla yep. Monsoon, yep. Slaughter, the Black Blackjack Lands at Jim Ross, like you said. Guys that knew the business that Jack I don't. Tony, J.J. Dillon. Yeah. Yep, those those guys back, George Scott. I think there was guys. Fortunately, like his best boys are Bruce Pritchard and at one time Vince Russo. And, yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah. like he gets too much of that as well. Bruce Pritchard, who's now back with the WWE. Oh yeah, like totally big time. Know, like, top of the like, line or yep. top of the. But I don't think um, <clears throat> that should be like glossed over because Vince trusted a guy like Pat Patterson to book matches in his main sure. events and to lend him advice. And I just think that's a hit to surround yourself with the right people. Yes. Vince shouldn't get all the credit for these people's ideas, but it's, it's smart of him because we see that nowadays, like sometimes in these other companies, like you don't know how to get it out of your own way. Maybe some of these other promoters. I completely agree with that. You know, like Vince and Pat Patterson legit had a book, a binder of their, year of programming that they kept you know like to keep you know for vince to like put that trust in pat patterson and have that like close-knit group for sure brilliant brilliant to do that i agree yeah frank with a miss um you know you talked about gimmicks the day job gimmicks the occupational gimmicks you both brought them up guys like uh tl hopper and whatnot even uh isaac yankum who (laughs) would eventually become you know the big red monster but what do you think about um, the WCW merger and mm-hmm. the brand split, which would eventually come after the invasion? Because Vince is self-admittedly addicted to competition. Yeah. But what do you think about the brand split? Do you consider that a hit or a miss post WCW? Because there was no other show in town. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the beginning of the end. You know what I mean? For like the quality of life of that, their shows, you know, unfortunately. And it's like, I like at first, because I'm all about competition. I think, you know, just competition breeds like, you know, quality, whatever it is, you know, and um, you struggle there. And I think the the programming is shown like without competition, it's just not the same thing. And they tried at first, like having this SmackDown versus Raw mentality and feeling like two different shows. I like AEW is doing right now with Dynamite and Collision. And like, I thought it was good at first, but then they go too far left field with it and they start disregarding the split, you know what I mean? And too many hokey things happening that over the years, it's just become like kind of a joke and the shows just feel identical. And um, I think it's been, it's, it's hurt them long run because it's just too much of the same exact kind of feel on television. And, you know, once Raw went to three hours, which I also think was a mistake, it should have been two. Listen, not money wise, all of these things that are mistakes, obviously not financially for them, right? Because they're crushing it better than they've ever been. But I just think moving to three hours and then having a show and no identity between the two, the talent just jumping between the two, the split ended up becoming a joke. The shows ended up becoming identical. 
There was no identity. There was no difference. So like, it didn't matter if you couldn't watch Friday night show because it's Friday night. It doesn't matter. You're really not missing anything because it's the same show every week. And I think that ultimately hurt them, you know, and I think you're seeing this renaissance because a, a rival company was there and they have to step their game up like in turn, you know, whether we think they're stepping it up or not is one thing, but the fans do. And, uh, and now you're seeing like a more, I don't know. I don't know how to even describe it, but like, it's a competitive energy between the the two companies. You know what I mean? And like guys trying to one up each other a little bit. And I just think that breed competition just breeds, you know, quality entertainment. And now we're getting that finally for a closest thing to it in many, many years. Yeah. I had that as a, a you know, sort of a in between. So I was curious about both your guys' opinions because the brand split was something that he talked about, like I said, creating his own competition um, but the SmackDown versus Raw, like, you know, brand wars and stuff like that, that got old really quick. Um, Duke, where do you stand on the Kiss My Ass Club? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's I'm a card-carrying member. Now. Yeah, this would come uh, up. Yeah, no, thank you. Is it a I, miss I or a hit? I don't know how you yeah, feel about it, genuinely. It's a miss. It's a miss. miss. All right. It's, it's, sure. Vince's, it's another one of Vince's weird fetishes. Mm-hmm that you know he gets to live out on his tv show along with a lot of other cringy bullshit that he did throughout the years you know i don't even want to talk that is a that is a miss i I, you know seven years to yeah to touch on you know you're talking about the brand split and the wcw thing and while we're on the subject of misses i guess um I think that a big miss was the, you know, after they acquired WCW, the the miss of WCW versus WWE, you know, and, and there's really, unfortunately, nothing he could have done either. You know, guys had contracts and they were getting paid, you know, to not work. So why yeah. would they work? You know, I mean, I'm sure Vince could have thrown more money at them, but I mean, that whole the invasion angle i think is pretty fun still like i enjoy stuff from it like i there's definitely memorable moments but like to see like goldberg hogan ddp sting nash hall like scott steiner booker t taking on the wwe instead of you know like booker t and mark jindrak and sean o'hare like would have been way cooler so i think that was a huge miss the whole WCW invasion. I but, agree with that. Oh, sorry, dude. Go ahead. No, you're good. Go ahead. No, no, I agree. And I was just going to say, the only, you said like, there's nothing he could do. What he could have done is just wait. Mm-hmm. Just don't do it when you do yeah. it. You know what I mean? Wait until it's the biggest it could possibly be with even more build. You know, these contracts, you, you'll have known when these contracts will be expired. If you work out new deals with these guys, you'll know when you could bring this all together. Just wait, and it's the biggest thing we've ever seen in pro wrestling. You I know think what I mean? It was just in his case, yeah. he was trying to strike while the iron was hot. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. Like people were yeah. like, "Oh, what's WCW? What's going to happen to WCW?" And he's like, "This is yeah. going to happen." <laughs> this like immediately. Yeah. Yeah, very impulsive, and I think mm-hmm. um, they did they did miss out. Vince did miss out on something bigger, and it was Jim Ross though who I just credited with being a good right hand man. Uh, him kind of throwing Bischoff to the side, supposedly, I think was a miss uh, on JR's part. But like, if you would have had Bischoff in that invasion, 
you would have waited six months or whatever it might have been to get some guys in there. Yeah, it could have been a lot better. But uh, overall, I think I'm in between on the uh, invasion being a complete miss or or a hit because, like you said, dude, there's some fun moments in there. Like, yeah. it's not what we ever would have wanted, but yeah, Austin is hilarious. You know, in my opinion. Yeah, like I still watch it. I still yeah, yeah. watch all that, and I wish it was cooler. But I still watch it and have there's fun cool with what moments, it is. Dude. Yeah, there are. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a complete miss, but like. We would all be lying if we said that's what we wanted out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But like, dude, I remember, I'm sure you guys do, when the ECW guys and the WCW guys were in the ring and ECW, like they took their shirts off and it was ECW shirts and they turned on the WWE guys, like super cool. And like those guys showing up, like Lance Storm and Mike Awesome showing up, rest in peace. Mm -hmm. Um, Just like there was a lot of cool stuff, but then there's a lot of like, you know, no offense to Booker T, but he's your guy, like for WCW. Yo. He bent he bent the knee. You know, he bent the <laughs> knee. Yeah. You know, I, so I had look at his career. Someone. Look at his career in WWE because Hell he yeah. bent the knee at that yeah. time and all those other guys didn't. You know, it's sort of like yep. he's a Hall of Famer legitimately now because of uh Did Sting ever know. even win a match with that company? Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. I don't know. He did. That runs a little little underrated if you go back and watch it you know, week by week. I think it obviously ended poorly, but um, the Sting run wasn't bad, in my opinion. Um, can I can I bring up a miss real quick? Sure. Since, uh, and it has to do with like the booking. I'm going to talk about like a faction and like there are compliments and I want you guys to guess who it is. Oh boy. It's, uh, so we have in this faction, there's, there's a world champion. There's a tag team champion. There's a European champion, Royal Rumble winner, hardcore champion, women's champion, and greatest wrestler in the world. Oh, and an ECW world champion. You know what faction I'm talking about? You sounded like DX for a while, but then would it be? I'll tell you guys. It's the McMahon family. I was going to say the corporation. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Mc, not even the corporation. Just the McMahons. That's their resume. And talk about such a miss in terms of who wants to see them do any of that stuff. Yep. You know what I mean? Like any of those accomplishments, that would be like the greatest faction. If you said listed this group <laughs> of people's accomplishments and no, and just the McMahon family. And so you're not even counting are. triple H, right? Or you're not are. even counting triple H. No. Not even counting triple yeah. H. This, this, was Vince, this is all Champions. Vince, Shane, and Stephanie. Yeah. Yeah. To Vince. It's funny win. because I agree with you, but mm-hmm. I would say that a hit, is Mr. McMahon. Mr. McMahon, yeah. You know, exactly. which is exactly. crazy. Mm-hmm. But it, it just got long in the tooth, you know, because that was kind of the catalyst to, like, this attitude or whatever, like, when Austin first beat up McMahon. But, like, I feel like he was like, oh, well, they want to see me now. And it just, like, yeah. catapulted no, no, no. from there. Yeah, like Exactly. Yeah, like, Stephanie, like, listen, Stephanie was a good on-air talent. Like, mm-hmm. she got heat. She eventually got good at what she did, you know, but like, yeah, man, she was women's champion champion. And like what like, triggered that was the thought of the invasion. And it was like, all right, it's all cool. But then it's like, but Shane owns this and Stephanie, yep. owns this like the insertion of the McFam- yeah. McMahon family and yeah. like so many stories. Mr. McMahon was WrestleMania great. 2000. All that. Yeah, exactly. Main event. It's just like nobody's asking for the mcmahon family but it's another ego trip it's another <laughs> channel changer for lots of folk you know what i mean except for vince in his prime with austin you know mm-hmm. how about how many um different versions of the authority versus you know yeah. um anti-authority had, had was spawned after that though so vince really 
put that on the map that that sort of um yeah like that uh formula i guess so I, that's yeah. definitely a nice hit there is maybe the biggest hit is the fact that the vince mcmahon character mr mcmahon character being created has got to be one of the top hits you you could ever think of when you talk about vince mm -hmm. but i would defend um the mcmahon family winning championships because all of them stephanie included are bigger than most aew wrestlers <laughs> that's what it is so if you think about Shane, like if he was in the ring right now in AEW, he'd probably he might be blow like, out his uh, other knee and be a, a <laughs> cripple. So all yeah, so you're saying a miss would be oh, the, man. I guess, abuse of TV time for his family, pretty much. Yeah, Just for sure. Put him. Put Even Linda over. was on TV way too much for like being like the worst. On she was the worst of all, all time. You know what and I mean? Like, like she... for the worst reasons too. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like oh, Vince yeah. is trying Humiliator. to Tori yeah, Wilson yeah, yeah, exactly. in the shower, you know, and like here comes Linda. Like how yeah, like yeah. well, mi well, while you're on the subject, misses have to be in in a you know. I just group them together. If you guys have specifics, go ahead. But his on air treatment of women. Oh uh, yeah. In, sure. in that era, which unfortunately was a product of not giving letting him off the hook, but it was everywhere from Stern to Springer to sure every MTV show. But the treatment of women in the Attitude Era is a big miss, I, I would yep. say. Yeah, I mean, sure. That I mean, just his treatment of people, you know, like <laughs> yeah. he had the Mexicals riding around on lawnmowers, lawnmowers. bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He had the N word on sure. TV. Mm -hmm. Another one of his weird things like i'm i'm vince mcmahon i'm gonna say the n-word on tv like no bro no mm -hmm. like jokingly or not you don't say that shit like the mexico speak it up yeah, exactly exactly like all the bullshit like that the disrespectful like yeah he had trish stratus bark like a dog you guys remember mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. that was I'll and if there's no what, payoff the, with that kind of stuff they put no. the ratings through the roof john what do you mean right yeah, yeah. it's it's he very self-serving he's had a lot of self-serving moments which stacy keebler giving him a lap dance that mm -hmm. that was great mm -hmm. yeah it's it was great meme. yeah and he'll always say um you know you gotta wait it out you know, I remember when when Zach yeah. down when Zach down and there was like some really weird visuals during that period where like you're seeing this guy with one leg get Dude, yeah. brutalized and Brutal. Vince, you know what I mean? Um, you just wonder what the payoff with a lot of his stuff was. But you know, to flip it and talk about, you know, some hits, I guess my one thing I would say is Vince's um at one point, I don't know. I don't think it's there anymore, but his love for the business, because the yeah. way he would defend it, like to guys like Bob Costas or to the mainstream people, like he wore it as a badge of honor, like what wrestling or sports entertainment was. And I always thought it was uh, cool to see him just not be afraid to stand up for the circus, you know, that it was. 100%. And we know that battle as wrestling fans, don't we? Yeah. How many times as a kid you'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go over my buddies and watch wrestling. Oh, you know, that's fake, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, uh, I didn't know. Thanks for telling me. <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah, motherfucker, I know. So is Walking Dead that you rush home mm -hmm. to watch every Sunday night. You know, like, we know, dude, we get it. You like, guys remember how mad he would get when Bob Costas would, like, push his buttons or whoever. Oh, yeah, whoever it was. Anytime any journalist sort of stepped back on, you know, any question, you know, went stepped up to him, Vince would get all bully mode <laughs> you know? yeah and Great bro time. like we've talked about in the past vince's you know like his commentary man that's why i loved him on commentary because he's so 
passionate, like, and he's getting to tell his story, like we've talked about, you know, and he's presenting his product and he's telling the story. But like Frank, like you mentioned earlier, it's a wrap. Like now it's, this is what we do, you know, and, and who are we to say he's wrong, yeah. you know, cause they are making money hand over fist. Like, it's just, it is what it is now. You know, it's, Every Monday we do this, this, and this, and that's that. We don't take chances anymore. That's why everything's safe because it works. Mm -hmm. Well, a hit would be him featuring his own voice and commentary for me on, you know, when he would introduce the Royal Rumble or yeah. WrestleMania yeah. or, you know, being on commentary. I'm glad you brought that up. Is it is a hit to me? Like, I think, yes, you could have. You could be a control freak. I mentioned earlier, like him putting other people around himself, which is great. But I think when he told the stories the way he wanted and presented the product the way he wanted back in the 80s and 90s, like it was, at least for me, um, it was awesome. You know, I liked him. Oh, dude. The, the, the representative. Voice, Absolutely. You know, in the beginning of those rumbles, like, you know, and remember him like introducing the Survivor Series teams, you know, like all that stuff, man. It's just it's not. It's not there anymore, you know, like we've said it before, like it kind of died the day wrestling went public, the WWE mm -hmm. went public because he had to answer to somebody then. And like it is what it is now. He he, I don't think he loves it like he used to. Who knows? But no, and I, I, time he did. I, I saw with the Cody documentary, I saw him you know congratulating cody when he comes mm -hmm. through the the door or through gorilla and and many wrestlers whoever it might be and i wonder like is he just going through the motions now like when he's because before i'm sure it meant something like they were fighting to make money they were fighting to do something now it just seems like that's even part of the show like the standing ovation in gorilla mm -hmm. and the, and the yeah, whole yeah. like i don't know maybe um it just feels no here. I mean, I feel the same. And like the most awkward hugger ever, Vince McMahon. <laughs> that weird sideways hug that he does. It's just everything's very yeah, like yeah. manufactured now. You know, there's cameras all the time. Yeah. Well, let me talk to you guys and I want to ask you and you can shoot them my way because I want to hear some some hits because I have some some specific ones. Cause we've been like broad strokes here, very general stuff, but a little bit more detailed. I think um a hit was turning Slaughter into a villain mm. around the WrestleMania 7. It's an underrated type of uh, – we don't really cover it often or talk about it, but if you think about it, it was kind of ingenious because that was from his brainchild, supposedly, according to Slaughter. Like Vince calls him and says, I want you to come back, play a villain. Just once again taking a risk. I look at that as a hit, though, because, um, Frank, a little bit before your time, but the, the villain that was Slaughter – well, it it was insane heat. I mean, you're talking about bomb threat heat. Yeah. So that's one. Death specific. threats. He received he received death threats. Yeah, I don't I I don't know if I agree with you, John Boy. Just because I feel I get it, and if but it just feels like cheap heat. You know what I mean? You're taking what everybody is outraged. You know what I'm saying? And sort of like that's happened in pro wrestling historically. He tried it again years later with Muhammad Hassan. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. After September 11th, you know, he tried yeah. to have another type of that character who's obviously what everybody's riled up about. You know, so like I don't. Sure, uh, maybe it was successful. I don't know that 
the world i you know i didn't live it but I, like mm-hmm. looking back on it it doesn't seem like everybody was like clamoring for this sergeant slaughter heel run you know they, what i mean like i understand we're selling out la um, coliseum the stadium to see hulk hogan. look i see what you're saying but if you don't have a yeah. patriot as your number one face like hulk hogan maybe mm-hmm. that's a stupid thing to do but like to create that yeah, it, I guess when you're talking about Desert Storm and, and, and like it being cheap, it's t- but Vince was always about taking real life stuff and trying to sure. infuse it into wrestling. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and they weren't clamoring, clamoring for slaughter, but they were clamoring for Hogan to beat his ass. Believe yeah. that, you know. So, and that all started. Do you guys know that started with um, Slaughter watched WrestleMania six mm-hmm. and he sent Vince like a note or something? And he like trashed the Hogan Warrior match. He was like, that was a real piece of crap match or something. Yeah. Well, I thought it was the other way around. I thought he, he said, said it was amazing. He said the show was amazing. Oh, okay. The presentation was amazing. And he said that match was crap. That's and he just That's said, Con- congratulations on your not at all. Congratulations on, you know, he said it was like one of the best TV shows he ever saw. Mm. The production and everything. And then they got in contact and that was that. Um but you guys throw me some specifics if you had them in your notes or written down or anything that you know because we were a lot more generally speaking but do you guys have any specific hits you have any because i have a general one it's kind of general go ahead duke first i mean so we said i have a few i'm going to start with this one because it's it's the greatest gimmick in the history of wrestling and it's entirely from vince mcmahon he made up the character of the undertaker Oh, and yeah. that is his greatest character creation, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Because like you mentioned Hulk Hogan earlier, Hogan was already doing the Hulkamania thing. You know, he tweaks a lot of guys. But for me, The Undertaker taking Mean Mark Callis, who was cool, but like, you know, he was just another guy, another big guy that did some cool stuff. And Vince made him this larger than life character. And for me, that's his greatest wrestler creation is the undertaker love it and he did uh poach awa and and companies Mm -hmm. early on all the territories we know how that story went but when you go down that list and i'm gonna lump them together here but um maybe it's your general one as well frank but applying the fresh coat of paint to guys who were less than or very generic when you go in to meet mark callis who became the Undertaker? Kurt Henning, who becomes Mr. Perfect. Ted DiBiase, Million Dollar Man. Jake Roberts was just a sweatpants wearing string bean, and he <laughs> becomes the snake. You know, then you go into the Diamond Stud, becoming Razor Ramon. Oz becoming Diesel, terrorizing his Triple H. Go down the list. I don't think he deserves credit for guys like Austin, like you said, or Mick Foley, mm-hmm. um, and maybe not even Triple even H Razor. in some yeah, ways. But, but. There's a lot of guys that I think we saw him take mm-hmm. that were not very interesting. And he put that fresh coat of paint on and made them into icons, memorable stars, Hall of Famers, I, legends. I had that as one of my points. If we're lumping them all together, I want to mention two more. Ricky the yeah. Dragon Steamboat, mm-hmm. because the steamer was very generic, tights wearing, you know. He gave him like the purple trunks. He presented him as the dragon, almost like a Bruce Lee thing. He gave him the headband, you know, and uh, another great gimmick, um, Gold Dust. Good one. Because, yeah. I mean, Dustin Rhodes, for a long time, he was even talking like Dusty, you know, mm-hmm. and like good on both of them because like Vince was like, we're going to 
make you this and Dustin took it to heights that I bet Vince never even thought he could because mm -hmm. that's one of the best gimmicks ever gold dust and the guy's still going because of it yeah Frank so I was you know I, I don't know where we brought this up recently on one of our shows but it's like no longer do promoters not even Vince I think he's just too scared to try anymore or doesn't care but like no promoters don't usually switch up a guy or girl when they get them on their show it's pretty much they're taking what they've done on the indies and bringing it to your promotion is that is that like a dead thing or do you think it could still happen well i think it could still happen i, I there's you probably like certain instances where a promoter or whatever have an idea and these guys are run with it but i think and this was kind of like what my general point was going to be and it's a lot like what you guys were saying when you said he, he put a fresh coat of paint on these guys was why we don't have those character development like are these created character things anymore is because of a move Vince made that I think is a credit to him was when he was realizing that the 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 cliche gimmicks and all that style of pro wrestling wasn't the thing it wasn't quite hidden anymore he pushed his ego to a side in a rare instance and let these guys be a little more creative and have their own identities you know what i mean and do be be more just themselves with their characters and like we already mentioned austin guys like triple h even you know the rock like ex, you know blowing up that beginning er part of the attitude era when vince just decided okay we're not going to do it the way i've been doing it for the last 15 years and we're going to try something slightly different you guys are going to have a little more creativity to be yourselves and it saved his business and pro wrestling maybe even mm -hmm. at that point, you know? And I think because of that success, now the modern wrestling fan who are my age, you know, around about all of our ages who grew up with that and lived through the attitude. If you're me and the attitude era was like your favorite era as a child, you know what I mean? All you could think about is guys like Austin being themselves, you know what I mean? And seeing how that character propelled them through like the ranks, you know what I mean? More so than any gimmick ever did. Same thing with Rocky, same thing with Hunter Hearst Helmsley. So it's just, I think now that's why we don't see that anymore. And, you know, it's a credit to Vince to let that, but uh, there's consequences to everything, you know what I mean, down the road. And now this is what wrestling is. And it's not so much that gimmicky thing. Well, he tried, um, I think, to continue to do that. You mentioned Muhammad Hassan, and there's been sure. plenty of guys. We could probably yeah, run yeah, through yeah. about 50 of them. But I think there's less icons in the last 20 years in wrestling than there were from the 80s and 90s alone like meaning i don't know you say that though but like kurt angle eddie guerrero john cena edge you know randy orton these are icons for people 30 and under you know what i mean so it's sort of like it, yeah i hear what you're saying you know but it's sort of like once those gimmick there none of those guys had like a gimmick they were just them you know what i mean right, and, right. so it's sort of like i don't know it's hard brock lesnar um, yeah, I mean, but even look at like even your boy now, Cody, Cody created just, his own just, thing. Yeah, he, he's just he, a dude. He's just I'm Cody. He's the American nightmare. Um, even create that. He um, so no, but Vince, I think, did try and even like so he tried to give Karrion Cross a gimmick, right? And people yeah. raised hell. <laughs> yeah. They raised hell on the internet. He tried to give Keith Lee the Bearcat gimmick, that you know the yeah. Bearcat, right? You know. Um, but they won't allow it. Fans won't allow Vince to to do that anymore anyway. And and they'll call him an old washed up, you know, senile guy. And so, and I'm sure Nick Khan or Triple H are saying you're out of touch, but it's just like, 
Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know to just to take take AJ Styles and let him be the guy from TNA on your show and be. It's just. Um, I don't know. I liked it more when he could put that fresh coat of paint on guys because I think it it turned out to be pretty magical in some cases. Of course, we could talk about the misses where it didn't work out. But um, what do you think, Duke? Are there any more specifics um, in terms of the hits? Because, I mean, we could probably point out many, many more. Gimmick-wise? Anything. Yeah, I mean, oh, for hits? Yeah. Sure. I mean, we we mentioned WrestleMania, but... I would go further as to say the big four mm. Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series. Like those were like must see TV as wrestling mm. fans growing up. You know, a miss on the other hand is having a pay per view, a premium live event, sorry, <laughs> every month. You know, mm. once again, it's that oversaturation. It's too much. Like mm -hmm. you don't even know when they're on anymore. Are they Saturday night? Are they Sunday night? You know, but. Um, I definitely think that the big four once upon a time meant something. I thought yeah. that was a big hit. All due to his thirst to be competitive, because I think they were all answers to um, Crockett and, you know, Starcade and things like that. He was running direct to try to go against them. But once again, that's when he was, I guess, creative and passionate about it. But um, it's, it's definitely been a while. What Another is, hit I do yeah. want to mention, because um, I don't, this is definitely should be attributed to Vince. I mean, the guy is the guy and he would have been something probably no matter what, but Jesse, the body Ventura, because when, you know, Jesse was a wrestler, he was going to start fighting Hogan for the title and he got very sick and he couldn't wrestle anymore. His career was over and Vince called him and he said, Hey, Jesse, do you want to be a commentator? And Jesse's like, well, yeah, hell yeah, you know, like he, he needs money, you know, so he gave Jesse the first ever heel um, announcer position. Mm -hmm. That's Vince's creation, like mm -hmm. it or not, you know, and I mean, Jesse, obviously, to me, the best color man of all time, um, took it to heights, you know, I'm sure Vince didn't think he could, but that was completely because of Vince. Vince said, you know, once again, seeing value in this guy that he wasn't just, you know, a wrestler. Jesse's an intelligent guy. He had a great voice. And uh, I think that's a huge hit. That's a definitely a huge hit. That's a good one. Frank. Can I can I give you yeah. the inverse of that hit? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Was when Vince, you know, Jesse obviously on the mic ended up becoming legendary. But when Vince retired Randy Savage and put him in the booth, you know what I mean? Effectively on his show. And, a miss, right? Yeah, as a miss, it was sort of like, okay, when when you don't know what's going on, you see it and go, okay, well, maybe that's sort of the end of his run match, you know? But then you see him leave the company and go on and, and have a, a long, successful yeah. career in WCW. And you just think, man, if Vince had Macho Man still and was letting Macho Man do his thing, you know, seeing him with Shawn Michaels and real prominent fuse, seeing him with Bret Hart and super prominent, you know what I mean? Like all those guys of those mid nineties, early to mid nineties era, you know, would have been, you know, awesome to see. Now we just never got that. We got to see much wrestle. It's a very WCW. weird situation, yeah. dude. You know, that we never know why. Man, Vince Who knows man why? Thing. But... Because even when macho man split, like Vince goes on raw and he says, you know, macho man's not here. We wish him the best. Like he really, it's a heartfelt like goodbye to the Macho Man. It's just a very weird situation. That whole thing. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I would agree. Um, there's so many um, versions of Isaac, man. I feel like he is 78 now, birthday. Um, and I, I just think you go to the 80s. It was uh, You watch Tuesday Night Titans. If you go back and watch this, you're going to see a Vince McMahon who's really, really happy, really, really into the product. Just yep. he looks at the wrestlers next to him and he's excited and he's hungry. Then you get to the 90s. He's obviously more edgy. He's taking chances. He's got a chip on his shoulder, like I said, with Bob Costas being very aggressive, bully-like. And then once they go public and, and they're, you know, they're on the mark, they're on the stock market. And in the 2000s, um, he's sort of starting to just be obsessed with money. Remember, he had that million dollar giveaway or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking of misses. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of misses. Yeah. Um, and then as you keep going, it was like he was just staler than stale. Like, do you remember when the Sean, this is a miss for me is like sticking around a little too long is that McMahon character you mentioned it too but the dx Shawn michaels triple h version feuding with the the that was like the baby face dx that was just awful tv like i checked out as a viewer yeah, like yeah that, yeah that was like hard times to watch for brutal. me like, you know like every that's probably like the part the the time in wrestling that like got me out more me than too yeah. yeah weird you know because um I just remember the rated RKO thing and that DX stuff was like all over their TV and it was just a weird time. But what do you guys think about the WECW, the WWF's version of ECW? Is it a miss or is it a hit? Man, <laughs> I think there's um some moments in there that were cool. You know, like I think Punk being there was cool. Even Christian with that world title was as cool as he could make it, you know? Um, but generally, it's a it's a big miss, I think, just because didn't feel like ECW ever. Um, they they made a joke of it. Vince was the champion, you know what I mean? Like at one point, you oh. know, it just became ridiculous. Big Show was champ, like, you know. It just was, mm -hmm. it was such a so far from what ECW was or what it was meant to be that it just became like a joke, and now it's sort of like an embarrassing time, you know what I mean, when you think of the ECW lore, you know, and it's a shame because it should have been cool because they had some cool guys on there. It's just if it was a WWE show, it had no, no except for the one-night stand pay-per-views, the first mm -hmm. two, Yeah, none of that felt like ECW. Yeah, I was curious where you guys stand on that. I, I would consider it um, straight down, probably towards the miss side because you, you had the chance to run those yeah. shows again. I just don't think there was any money in it at the end of the day. They, they ran Philly. They ran the East W arena. What's he going to, yeah. mm -hmm. it was fan service, I think for a minute. And then they tried but like, to, but not even like if you would have did fan, like proper fan service, like the one night stand pay-per-views, the first two, you mm -hmm. saw they were successful and they were really cool right. shows. Like with some of my favorite shows the last, you know, 15 years of that company, yeah. but that show just never felt that way. They had Kelly Kelly, like dancing in between yep. commercial. Yep. It just was like you're they were trying to be edgy, but literally not doing anything edgy at all. They just had like the logos and like noise and it's gonna be like metal themed, you know? And it just was stupid, you know, and it's a shame. Yep. Yeah. Duke, do you have any misses that you want to throw out? I do have some misses. Um, how about that XFL? Mm. Yeah, Speaking of a big chance. <laughs> Figured that would come up. Uh, it's it's miss. it's such a miss that um he did it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I missed again too. Yep. 
second time maybe not his fault you know Mm -hmm. second miss because covid happened and they were doing okay actually but then covid Mm -hmm. just destroyed everything he bailed but that's where the ego and the stubbornness comes back in because you you're you failed hard and you're like i'm going to show you obviously care what people think about you so much that you're going to go and spend millions upon millions again to buy it and to to restart it it's that's a that's a weird one a weird hill to die on that xfl because he doesn't even strike me as a football fan or anything like does he watch football vince i don't you know what i mean like it's just so crazy um, speaking of failed promotions, how about that World Bodybuilding Federation? Yeah. <laughs> Another classic. we did get one thing out of that. We got Lex Luger in the WWF, so sure. I'll take it. That's but, the uh, best thing to come out of it. Sort of just Vince's yeah. deal. Like he was great at this WWE thing. Yep. You know what I mean? And like in everything else, you're like, eh, you know what I mean? Leaves he, a lot. He liked his uh, jacked up beefcakes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What about WWF films? That was successful, right? <laughs> Whoa. The yeah, Marine hey, one, two, is, three, four. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, that's probably very successful for them because it probably cost them no money to make anything. They probably make a ton on DVD sales. See no evil, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I own See No Evil. On I DVD, bet you do. By the way, that's the only one I saw in the theaters, and then it was. Did you really? I went to see See No Good Evil. For you, you know, I didn't, gotta I didn't support the Fed. Speaking <laughs> of theaters, Frank, I was telling these guys a story when we went to see that uh, Rob Zombie movie. Oh, Lords of Salem. Yeah. Lords of Salem. We went, remember when movies were like truly at midnight, John? Yeah, yeah. We were. Yeah. Like we went to a midnight showing and the girl that I was dating at the time ended up, do you remember she was asleep on my lap yeah. and <laughs> yeah. we were there for however long this movie was. And at the end of the movie, we just looked at each other like, I don't know, man. <laughs> it was <laughs> weird. I don't yeah, know what happened. Like, uh, yeah. I love that movie now. Yeah, I know. You, like, yeah. you said, yeah. yeah. It was funny though. That's funny. Um, so what do you guys think? Where do you stand on um, a couple more specific hits and misses? I want to hear, Frank, do you have any more specific hits? Because we we talked about the gimmicks. We talked about, obviously, giving those guys the fresh coat of paint. But is there anything else in the business itself that you look at and be like, man, Vince hit on that, hit a home run? Um, Not really. No, I'm just, <laughs> I just don't have any written down. All my other notes are fucking misses. So oh wow, have, lots yeah, of misses. I yeah, have, we're just gonna cut that part out. I have some. Oh, misses. We're rolling, pal. We're live, pal. We're live, pal. Let me run that back. Fuck. Um, <laughs> I have two more misses and one more hit that I definitely wanted to mention. Go ahead. You want me to go with misses first or hits? Let's go misses. Let's get the negative shit out of here. Sure. First off, the Montreal screw job. Mm. That was one of the darkest days in wrestling for me. Um. Who knows if it was actually a miss because, like, it's become this huge thing. But, like, exactly. I think just me being it's like, on his man, character. Yeah. Exactly. Me being exactly. the Hitman fan that I am, like, to see Brett, a guy that, like, busted his ass for Vince, like, looked at him as, like, a father, you know, and to see him just screw him over like that, mm-hmm. it sucked, man. And, like, I don't know. That one really bothers me personally. And then another one that really bothers me and like just left me once again, like just feeling like dirty was the Owen Hart tragedy. And like, listen, man, what do you do? You know, it was unprecedented. The show must go on, you know, like, but I'll tell you this, John, you were with me. Uh We had a house full of people, man, watching that. And as soon as that happened, I was done watching you know, I literally sat on my front step and was just 
in shock. And to me, like, that's a miss no matter how you slice it. You got to end the show, you know, refund whatever you got to do, redo it. These poor wrestlers, Jeff Jarrett's working in the ring with his best friend's blood, you know, mm-hmm. on the mat, like huge miss for me. Yeah. 16 year old me knew it wasn't right. You know, at the time, Vince being whatever he was, 54, 55 years old, probably should have known. But the wrestling business itself had that weird lore where, you know, they were so protected of it that, you know, yeah, the show must go on mentality. I'm with you, though. That's a huge miss and probably the top of the list, the miss list, actually. Um, I want to put out something that I think is a hit, and it's Vince McMahon putting business first. When it comes to bringing guys back to the fold for the fans, Mm -hmm. like sometimes you could say he's too stubborn and and this and his ego, but he puts it aside in in the most unexpected way. Sometimes Um, Mm -hmm. one that pops right into mind, obviously, is the ultimate warrior who we never thought would come back and have that Hall of Fame induction. That was to me like a beautiful thing to see on Warriors Way Out to see them kind of make amends. Um, but how many times did that happen, Duke? I mean, that's the first one that comes to my mind. Oh, sure. Hulk Hogan coming back. Hogan. I mean, Hogan, you know, went against him in a trial. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, you know, like that's that's pretty hard to come back on, you know. But like in, in wrestling, man, if there's ever an appropriate like never say never, it's pro wrestling, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who the hell thought? You tell us a year ago at WrestleMania, hey, at WrestleMania, Cody Rhodes is going to be back. Like, who would have thought that? You know, never say never in wrestling, man. Bret Hart coming back. Bret squashing the beef, you know, which was meant a lot to me. I mean, when him and Sean were in that ring and they shook hands, like, that took weight off my shoulders. And I'm not even anywhere close to that situation. You know what I mean? Isn't that crazy? That meant a lot to me, man. It was like a moment where I was like, I was waiting. Yeah. Yelled at my yelled at my mom. Yeah. And like I it was they didn't talk to each other. They just said, We're just gonna say what we say in the ring, you know. And like that was a beautiful moment. It was like sounds corny that it means that much to us, but you know, Brett's one of my heroes, so that meant a lot to me. Yeah, Vince. I think a big, a big never say never. If punk ever went back there, I would be shocked. That, that that's the one. Yeah, that I would be like, oh my goodness, that's the last one on Vince's. Um, I, you know, I hope he lives another twenty five years, but let's just—he's getting up there. But like, that's the one guy that you feel like there's probably some lingering beef mm-hmm. that that hasn't been forgiven in he some weird way. Match back, man. Yeah, match is another big one. Yeah, but if weird. you remember, uh, before match passed, they did strike a deal to have him featured um, as like an action figure again. And Mach was mm-hmm. doing work with the WWF. I don't know if it was like, and they did put him in the hall of fame, but you're right. You know, unfortunately we didn't get to see them too. Yeah. Um, you you got to stop waiting too long, you know, whatever. I don't know if he has, you know, beef with Luger or whatever, but like, can we right. get Lex Luger in the hall of fame? Like the guy, not on, not not on Frank's watch. No, I don't no you don't think Luger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he could go in, whatever. Coco Beware's in. You know what I mean? Like when that's I that's the hear, metric. Like, yeah, that's yeah, always but, the metric is Coco Beware. But a guy that main evented in both companies, former WCW yeah. champion, like you don't think that's he... what I'm, no, no, I think he should be, is my okay. point. Is that Coco Beware's in? Lex should be in. Another yeah. one while we're on that subject. Sid. 
Why is yeah. it not in the Hall of Fame? It's crazy. Yeah. Name how many guys have been WCW and WWF World Champion. Mm-hmm. It's not a long mm-hmm. list. Come yeah, it's on. crazy. He what are we doing? And he's still alive and stuff. It's like, get it? Exactly. While he's get around. Them. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Make it Let these guys enjoy this mm-hmm. while they can, you know? What are we John, waiting I for? I did have one more hit, and then I'll shut up. Sure. We glossed over it earlier, and it listen, it sucks for the for the other guys, but buying up these smaller territories, man. No. And like buying them all up. That's a home run. All this talent and making this ultimate home run like, for him. Yeah. Exactly. And Vince McMahon hits the misses. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not for hit. the business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For not for the business, I'd say. The business for the WWF. Yeah, for his know. business. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, but the not business, for the business. The business was if the one w- movie yeah. studio, if one movie studio started making all the movies in the world, you know what I mean? You would be like, it's bad for movie business. It's good for theirs. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But you know it would eventually spawn the independence to chase the, the Disney or whatever. And Vince McMahon, by putting everyone else out and creating this conglomerate, I think made other people I feel eventually like, honestly, hungry. I feel like a lot of those companies were going to go out because of Vince anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like... He had the networking, man. He was getting people in. Like, Mr. T, getting that get for the time, people might not understand who Mr. T, how big he was, but to have Mr. T as your front and center, like, nobody was really getting that. Like, they were, just like the wrestling business does, they'll get your low-rent D-list celebrities. But Vince was attracting A-listers mm-hmm. in, in, in the early Mr. 80s. Mr. T, A-list? Oh, back in the day, he was. He was on the A team. I mean, the A was, team was true. Big, yeah, the A team was a big deal, dude. Uh, one more thing, really quick, on the putting business first and the, the putting the ego aside for the fans' sake. It's always a little too late sometimes, or you know. Um, but working with Bischoff, I thought was like inviting him into the fold was weird. Like, um, because you know that's a dude that offered him out on live TV. Bischoff wanted to karate kick <laughs> his head, and um, he's like you know bringing bischoff in as a character uh, it's weird what vince chooses to you know yeah put aside i guess you know it's funny like you say that's sure like putting business aside and stuff like that but like i don't think eric bischoff and i like bischoff like i give him his love on here but like i don't think he brought anything to that show honestly like me neither I don't they think just recycled Bischoff's, the Austin Bischoff thing. I don't think Bischoff's bought anything to any wrestling promotion outside of a few years with WCW. I'll be yeah, real. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, no, but if he came in during the invasion with WCW, or or even better, the WCW wasn't working out. He came in with the NWO rather than Vince. You you mentioned that poison. earlier, and I didn't say anything, but like that, I I would have hated that probably at the time because I was so sick of Bischoff. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But it would have added like, more of a I real element. Maybe. You know, like Bischoff and the team never excited me. You know what I mean? As a matter yeah. of fact, it hurt the team to me like eventually pretty quickly after he was like revealed as the guy, you know, personally, I'm just saying for me personally. So like him jumping in, I would have been but like, you want uh, sh- like Stephanie McMahon or Shane McMahon no, 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 no. to be their I leader. Want that. I want the official. NWO to be Hogan to be their leader. You know what I'm saying? Well, no, no, like, I'm saying want, WCW yeah. coming in, though, like Shane McMahon or Eric Bischoff. Yeah. Yeah, sure. If it was and if it was WCW, maybe that's a little different. Like if it would have been Paul Lee and Bischoff, I would have accepted it. You know, what right? I mean? Paul Lee and Bischoff. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. would have made more sense if we're talking about you know. Logic. Yeah, but like in the NWO specifically, and like if Bischoff was with the NWO, I'd be like, eh, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? Well, mm. to quote Eric Bischoff, "Bite me." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. What a um, dork. <laughs> you remember he would say that this yeah. is the Vince McMahon answer Mrs. I'm not going to let this become oh, a, a Bischoff uh, 
bash fest. I'd love for Bischoff, bro. Same. The last 59 episodes. All right. I got to mention this miss. It, it hurts me to do this, but um, as much as he wanted this to get over and he, we talked about Vince putting that fresh coat of paint on some guys, this one, it didn't work. And thankfully um, his son is going to write all these wrongs, but the polka dots on dusty is a miss. Mm. I think dusty was older. He was obviously not the same guy, but of all the things, do you, cause like other than the aesthetics of the polka dots, Duke, do you feel like the dusty run was, you know, good or bad in the WWF? Do you think Vince misused Dusty? I think, I don't know, man. I don't know that he misused Dusty because once again, like where Dusty was, like he was a big deal. Like Dusty's a great talent and stuff like that. But like you look at who was in the main event at the time when Dusty was there. And I don't know that he misused Dusty, man. Like when he brought Dusty in and put the polka dots on him, it bothered me because I knew who Dusty Rhodes was. But is it a miss if Seth Rollins is wearing the polka dots to the ring still? It's become so iconic, you know, the polka dots on Dusty that, like, I felt disrespectful for sure. I felt like it was disrespectful. I felt like it was another case of Vince bringing a guy in from the NWA and making him, like, a mid-card guy. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that it was a total miss when guys, there's people that identify Dusty Rhodes with those damn polka dots, you know? So it's hard to say. Well, he did put his son in the Stardust gimmick years later. That's a miss. I'm, I'm definitely going to circle that one. That's absolutely a miss. I mean, and, and he wasn't you know much. What? To Cody's credit, once again, he tried it like hell to get that over. You know? That's a miss, though. I think that's, that's a miss. Sure. And I, I want to circle this other miss, which it ties into Cody, you know, not finishing the story at WrestleMania 39. But I think it's a miss for Vince to not, finish the story with Lex Luger back in the day. I think that was, you put all that equity in the Lex Express, you put all the equity in the character. Granted, you're going to say the crowd wasn't with him. That's not true. Rewatch a lot of the stuff. They, he forced the crowd to stop caring. So I just want to circle that one. I think it's a miss to not give Lex the final, you know, and do, do you story. think that would hurt uh, like Brett's run in the company though? Like if Lex, let's say like they do give Lex like that run and he becomes a top guy, you know, like in Vince's eyes, you know what I mean? Like I, I think about that too, because obviously like Vince didn't pull the trigger on Lex. And I just wonder like if the timing was like a blessing in disguise, because then Brett was able to become like the guy, like legit, you know what I'm saying? So like, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's like a, just something I was thinking about. If Luger wins at SummerSlam, we take six months, nine months off the great interrupter. Yeah. Is that a miss? Yeah, right, it no. was more Yokozuna. Like, but like, Lex does Brett ever Brett. come back into the picture? Is what I'm saying. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, this is just what yeah. I'm thinking though, because Sean was such a, uh, you know, Vince guy, and if Lex was also a Vince guy, and Yoko's a Vince guy, and Taker's a Vince guy, that leaves Brett as kind of like the guy with an expensive contract. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's sort of like mm, maybe the least Vince guy of the bunch. You know what I'm just saying? So like, I just don't. know. I just wonder how yeah. things shake out if. You know, it doesn't go that way. I yeah. think Brett was just undeniable, honestly, because yeah, I mean, they even, you know, Brett was fighting Bob Backlund and yeah, you, that's, know, you know, that's yeah, uh, no I, I think that, Bob Backlund, by yeah, the way, yeah, yeah, legend. But like at this time, he's fighting Backlund and Hakushi yeah. and Jean Pierre Lafitte, and he still Hakushi said was back. cool though. It was. Do you know why? Because yeah, Brett Hart was involved. <laughs> yeah, because the the Jean Pierre Lafitte stuff was cool. Because yeah. Brett was involved, you know, he's undeniable. 
Yeah. But no, I think what 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 Duke's saying is like if Lex finishes the story, so to speak, and and wins the mm-hmm. title from Yokozuna after such a build, maybe it is only a three month reign because when we do look at the overall list of champions, you got to look at the Jinder Mahals, the Big E's, yeah. even the Miz. You know, even though he, you know, some people say that that's a fair thing now that he was champion, but there's a lot of guys that shouldn't have been. This dude, this revisionist history on The Miz, and John Boy, you perpetuated this myth for many years, was that The Miz isn't, The Miz is good. The Miz is not that bad. Did it for, forever. You've been saying this, and now the thing is, online is to give Miz his flowers, and he's an all-time great, and he's a legend. And yep, then, this is where we're at now, but yeah, it's just, just Michael, I mean, I, the goat, I started man. that. Yeah, I you started, started that. Thank you. Michael Cole's the GOAT. You know, mm-hmm. Sheamus is a Hall of Famer. First ballot. And also, right. you mentioned Big E briefly. I just saw something, not to go on this tangent, but Big e just talks about like the credibility of the world title. Big E says, I think Xavier Woods, he like he deserves a shot. He deserves a run with the world title. He's earned it. I'm like, earned. what the hell has Xavier Woods do, done to earn the world title? You know what I mean? It's going to happen. It will, yeah, you know maybe. what's funny? I, he's my favorite out of the new day. Xavier Woods? Yeah. That's funny. I'm probably a Kofi yep. guy if I have a gun to my head, but I don't like any of them really. Like I, I always saw something in Xavier Woods, even when he was like consequential. Yeah, Creedy. I was gonna say not Bob. not world champion, but I always thought like, oh, this guy's pretty good. I think he has a good look, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So out of the three of them, if you would have asked me, I'd be like, oh, probably this guy. But mm-hmm. nope. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say uh, another miss, little miss, is it's actually a big miss, but Vince letting super personal stuff bleed into the fake world of wrestling like i remember it might be i might be my point next too john oh okay well well you could piggyback right off the fact like mine might be different than yours because i remember when like jake was struggling with alcoholism he's got jerry lawler pouring the booze on him or you go right down the list there's so many things where vince infuses the personal stuff and i think it's a little too much sometimes so like what i was going to say was the general like distastefulness from like lots of Vince McMahon segments and some of them were extremely personal like uh one that sticks out to me that just like and anytime I look at it just like oh this is so not shouldn't be on a wrestling show was after Pillman died and they interview his wife you know what I mean like and it's just like oh you know what I mean or big shows big shows dad is dead and Mm -hmm. you know with the coffin Mm -hmm. and boss man and all that craziness you know what I mean like just kind of stuff that just makes you feel icky you know what mm-hmm. i mean and like not to mention like well he acted like he was dead at one time he i'm not a religious guy but he challenged god to a match you know what i mean mm-hmm. just like that was on my list just, yeah and like and I, other stuff we mentioned already kiss my ass club making trish bark like a dog in the ring you a know, big one that, that i'm surprised Katie Vick. you didn't mention frank eddie guerrero oh yeah yeah after yeah. he passed away yeah, exactly. exactly talking badly about eddie guerrero mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Storyline or not, dude. Yep. The Katie Vick thing is like bizarre. Yeah. So you know, there's a lot that I think Vince, this is the Vince McMahon hits or misses. But I think um, if I'm going to try to defend him in any way, I do hear Bruce Pritchard a lot, like on this pod. Bruce Pritchard and. That's his job. Well, I'm just, no, what I was going to say is like <laughs> Bruce and a lot of those guys seem like their sense of humor is like just awful and yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they were the ones that think that shit is funny and they'll be like but dude vince's sense of humor is seemingly weird yeah, yeah yeah you know he's also seemingly a weird what does vince sense man's sense of humor like if you were chatting with vince what do you think would make him laugh it's like probably some weirdo shit because he's a weird dude mm-hmm. you know what i mean like he's just a strange bird and that's how it goes freddie prince and tells like, a story how um he made him stick his hands out 
on on the airplane on the jet and vince kept pouring hand sanitizer in freddie prince's hands and freddie's like um just sitting there like waiting for vince to stop and he didn't stop he emptied the whole bottle out in freddie's hands and he just looked at him and he's like ha ha and then he's just like walked <laughs> away and like that was uh-huh. that was his like that was his big pop you know he's a little kid deep down probably vince just a very strange strange yeah. bird um what else do you guys have for some hits and misses? Because we're this is Vince's 78th birthday, so we're going to wind it down soon. And look, I, I would have loved to just concentrate on the creation of WrestleMania, the creation of some of these stars, all the things that he, you know, did for the business, uh, especially me as a kid, because, like, that's why we're talking is because I got into the WWF, not WCW, not the NWA. But um, what else do you guys have maybe for um, – some hits and misses as we start to kind of wind down. Um, okay. No, if you got some, Frank, go for it. I just was going to say like the general feeling of, uh, not striking while the iron's hot many times throughout his run, you know, like ones that I could point out, um, Daniel Bryan, Royal rumble for all of Philadelphia is booing, you know, Roman (laughs) for the rest of the show. People are canceling the WWE network. You know what I mean? Like throwing a fit. Um, CM Punk, he's top guy, just wouldn't wouldn't let him run with that ball. You know what I mean? Selling the most, he's doing everything you want the guys to do historically. He wouldn't let him run with that ball. Um, Triple H beating Booker T at WrestleMania after that borderline racist angle leading up to it. You know what I mean? Just listen, that one's like you could debate, but other guys are like top top guys. You know, so like I just wonder. If how I, many times was he right about I'll just come back with you like like Damian Sandow the crowd wanted that shit to work they were they because they, wrestling fans like some very bizarre stuff sometimes and that that like mm-hmm. stunt double thing they wanted Sandow in the main events like they were and Vince is just like absolutely not Rusev day that that was that stuff was just stupid it was silly but yeah, it sometimes was guys, sometimes guys get over right but then sometimes guys are the top guys in the company like Brian Danielson was like you know CM Punk was you know so like yeah sometimes guys both get of over those had a happy ending though. though wouldn't you say like Punk had the 430 I, I wouldn't say so no, as champion so. yeah 430 something days as champion that were very forgettable if like we're yep. being honest like in terms of a world title reign just to lose the bell so that the rock could come in and main event with john cena that's really what that was hey you got a match with undertaker which was also the main you know the best match of that show but he doesn't get that credit you know but he you lost, know rock cena's bigger business that's bigger money so once who's again to say? but who's to say because you didn't let the business happen the business at the time was dictating that cm punk was the top guy you know what i mean so you could say something's bigger money but if cm punk is selling more merch than the guy that you put the rock in the match with is that the biggest match at the time historically right because john cena stayed there for another dozen years you know what i mean and became the 16-time world champion and all that but you know who's to say that punk couldn't have been at that level you know what i mean like he's still getting he retired for eight years and was getting chance at every show you know what i'm saying so like who's to say that that wouldn't have been the better business but he just didn't want to do it i don't know i think he gave him the ball enough i mean it's not like that was like because i'm talking about guys like sandow or now there's la night you know that, i don't even know if it's but that's not what i'm talking anymore. about like, yeah like in my point was like striking when it's hot like when people actually wanted it not just because somebody was over for a minute you know what i mean like guys get over it happens that's wrestling you know but it's like it doesn't mean you're going to be the world champion but it's just when people are you know what i mean and it's like dude people are talking about boycotting your company you hurt roman for five years by doing that you know what i'm saying like roman got booed out of building every show you but on the flip-flop, we contradicted because we always talk about how everybody gets a turn. 
so Vince basically gives the title to everyone eventually, right? Like yeah. they all but get we're their talking turn. about stuff with Punk that happened 14 years ago. You know what I mean? Like uh, even the Brian. Also, Dance you're not necessarily saying that every guy should get the world no, title. Yeah, either, exactly. Right? No, yeah, I'm just like, saying there's these moments where like, how did you guys feel when Cody Rhodes got pinned one, two, three at the end of WrestleMania? You right. felt like he didn't strike while the iron was hot. Right, right. You know what I mean? And he was the most over guy, right? Yep. So it's sort of like, it just goes, sometimes they don't care what you think. You know what I mean? And I think that hurts them. And that's why there's a rival company now. Instead of a, instead I of them just, yeah, they're killing I, it. You know, everything is with a grain of salt because they're crushing mm -hmm. it. But that's why they were hurting in like some of the fans' eyes, fans like us who kind of just walked away from the show and we needed some sort of alternative or the alternative at least got us back into the wrestling. You know what I mean? And gave, and it's sort of like without, if you're just able to like take, advantage of these moments and the big moments are exactly like the moments that the fans have wanted instead of going what were the main events of the last five wrestlemanias you know what i mean besides the right. cody one it's like it's like uh because nobody really cared it wasn't what people would necessarily wanted you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so like i'm not saying vince is wrong all the time i get it business shows that he's right but there's some times when it's just like you could tell him it's a big like you know f off to the fans you know what i mean because he's gonna do what he's doing you know, and that's mm -hmm. what I think is a, a negative in his run, especially the last 15 years of it. Yeah, the goal was to try try to, like, figure out where where it lands. Like, hits versus misses is Vince more, you know, higher up on the hits versus the misses. And, Duke, I, I think you might have had a point there, but I was going to say the Bray Wyatt, we always say here, like, oh, Vince must have been right because Bray Wyatt controlling his own character, that wasn't really working for us or the company, I don't think. So, he yeah, that if that last thing is what we saw Bray Wyatt, then yeah, if that's his creative control, then no. But to get back to your point, Frank, like, I think there's been, you know, there's been misses. I don't need to see Zack Ryder win the world title, but when the guy's one of the most over guys in the company mm -hmm. because, you know, he got over on the internet, I feel like he should at least be featured on your program, I guess, you know, like, um, Damien Sandow, he was entertaining. Like, I'm not saying again, he has to win the world title, but like he can get an IC run, can he? Like, or well, Zach Ryder, least... Zach Ryder got an IC title run. You know what I mean? I think he, he did. He gives he guys featured as some other intercontinental champions though, that Vince, you know, wanted just to do his thing with, you know, like instead yeah. of guys get over a lot, like LA Knight. I know you guys don't like him. The guy's super goddamn over. Like, you're telling me that this guy, your number one, two, and three selling shirt, like, he doesn't deserve, like, a pretty prominent spot on your wrestling show? Well, I think once he has that spot, the fans will be over it anyway. So that I think in Vince's yeah, eyes, probably he's like, fans are fickle. he's probably looking at LA Knight like, we know this guy's not very good. He's really just caught on because fans, you know, are kind of, into chanting along with him and he sees through the nonsense he sees through the bullshit probably vince knows la Knight's not very good i mean he's probably right about that um i don't think i think you're wrong that he's not very good yeah i mean we'll see you know we'll see good. how it ends up I, but that's just one of the many examples where i think vince is right like you don't want to just hit your wagon and put a guy like that in a prominent spot because they're they're really not a that prominent great. spot like what like being world champion the third most prestigious title in the company yeah it's a pretty prominent spot uh, they have a world champion that people chant along with already seth rollins is over because of his theme song 
Well, What's he's also been around for 10 years with the company. Oh, so, and, so we're going for the the longevity. You're, you've been well, I think he's years, proved so himself. And Seth Rollins is very good in the ring, like him or not. I think he's actually can carry a match. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. But I think he fans like to do karaoke. I think that's yeah, that's all across the biz. But um, yeah, there's so many um, individual guys I think you could point to and say, like you said, you wish he struck while the iron's higher. Wish he gave him a better chance. But I, I do think overall, he gave opportunity to like most guys that that came through the 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 company. You know, whether it was after the invasion or whatever, WCW closed. There are plenty of guys, plenty of guys that came in, had a shot, and it didn't work out. When you see the and then big, he gives, but then he gives some guys opportunity after opportunity after opportunity after opportunity after, and they still suck. Right. The only one where that's ever worked out is Kane. He finally found his thing, and it's one of the best gimmicks ever. But, like, why does Baron Corbin still have a job? Because he played football? That's well, another new thing on the internet. People are like, Baron Corbin's so good, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I knew why? That he's, he's had five gimmicks. He, yeah. He still hasn't done anything. How is he so great? What am I missing? Well, that's the formula with the fans. Once guys get beat down to oblivion, they, they get behind them. Um, I guess Chad Gable, latest and uh, greatest. He'll he's everybody's favorite now. Good people are smart for. But there you go. Yeah, now that's that one's gonna work in your advantage. That uh, but Vince McMahon, seventy eight years old. It's been my whole life, you know, that watching wrestling. He's been the the head of the table, so to speak, the the, the head man in charge. It's not really that way anymore. I think it's a group effort. It's it's a totally different vibe now. But um, I guess I'll ask you guys this. What's Vince McMahon's legacy? You know, as we wrap it up here, do you think it's always going to come with that stench of, like you said at the top, Frank, he's just a nasty dude. Like he's a he's a dirty, rotten scoundrel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or or is, 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 it gonna, is that going to outweigh everything? No, the the way that stench doesn't outweigh Don King as a promoter or Dana White as a promoter. You know, they're all scumbags. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all scumbags. But they are they're the scumbags that we have to deal with to you know to enjoy the stuff we enjoy. You know what I mean? If I want to enjoy MMA, Dana White's part of my life. You know, if I wanted to enjoy boxing for a long time, it was you know Don King, Bob Arum. You know. Those guys, they're all the same dude, just wearing different suits, you know, and Vince is that guy. We all grew up with him. I think he's the greatest of all time wrestling promoter. Um, Did a lot. Changed the game. Whether you like that change or not is one thing, but, you know, but changed the game to what it is. A lot of people associate WWF as, like, wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, a lot like MMA and UFC, you know? You watch the UFC, Mm -hmm. it's not even MMA to a lot of people. It's not even wrestling to a lot of people. It's WWF or WWE. So it's sort of like, you know, He's his legacy is going to be what it is the greatest of all time, the greatest carny in this carny world, you know what I mean? And it's like, but that's what he is at the end of the day. He's a carny, he's a used car salesman, you know, he's just the goat of it. And we, but that's what we're into. We're into this trash television, you know what I mean? So we have to accept certain amount of it. Um, that's how I feel about Vince. I have love for Vince, and you know, because like I, like you guys said, grew up with him, you know, he was uh, you know, like a, I don't want to say like a father figure to me but he was like an adult in in, the, in my life you know what i mean because i watched so much of it you know so 
it is he is a part of it and it sucks that he's um such a disgusting scumbag typically but uh you know he was a he was a cool promoter at one time uh duke what do you think vince's legacy is gonna be i think um it's gonna be one of those polarizing things you know it's just like uh like hogan's pretty polarizing you know um vince has done some allegedly some bad shit in his life you know um i don't know what's facts and what's not but you know he's done some questionable shit even on air he's done questionable shit um but like i said we are not doing this podcast right now without him that's just a fact that's just a fact like wrestling john we used to say you remember we used to be like man i wonder if wrestling's ever gonna like stop yeah. remember we would talk about that mm -hmm. when we were like young like mm -hmm. you think wrestling will ever like just stop being you know and like it's not what it is without vince man that's the bottom line no it's it's interesting because um you said he's the biggest carny in a carny world and it's true but like vince admittedly from like a trailer park background you know but but presents himself like he's born with the silver spoon mm -hmm. like rich boy it's funny right yeah it's carny yeah. stuff it's because the perception is always like oh vince you know but yeah he's from he's a rags to riches story i think his legacy is success monetarily and rags and to riches would you not say i don't know man i just feel like when your dad owns like a super successful company you know what i'm saying it's sort of like rags to riches you know I give him credit, but I think I think the the story of Vince McMahon's like arrival on it, he's like he took the top wrestling promotion on the East Coast that was super successful, you know, and he made it more successful, but he had a good start, right? A good base. It was already hugely successful and one of the most popular wrestling organizations ever at that point. But then you okay, but I mean, if you know his story, you read about it, like his father wasn't part of his life for most of his early years, like this first 10, 15 years of his life. So he was he was struggling in his own way with his own family, mother and all that good stuff. So I'm just saying to like come from where he was and to get reacquainted with his dad. And yeah, sure. That was a, a hell of a heads up uh, or a head start to get into the business. But I do think, and I mean, at the end of the, at the end of the day, you can't deny the success, right? Like it, he took it and turned it into something 20 times bigger than it ever was could have been and i think his legacy will be the creation of the super bowl the wrestlemania no matter what any of these companies have done since whether it was wcw tna AEW, ecw they don't have that wrestlemania moniker to, to to hang their hat on they don't have anything that can compete with it i mean on a yearly basis anyway um and i think that one thing that wrestlemania is 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 synonymous it's household you know everyone on the street no matter what age knows what a wrestlemania is it's so i think um you know his legacy has to be that he's synonymous with wrestling like some people only think the wwe is wrestling and you know he'll go down as the walt disney of wrestling you know he's the the face of the whole thing really uh even though there were many men before him yeah. and there will be after him um but that's how I look at Vince, you know, he's like the, or, or maybe like the guy behind the wizard of Oz, you know, like the, <laughs> the great and powerful Oz. 
<laughs> so, but it's been fun. I think talking about Vince McMahon is always going to be polarizing, no matter what, from now until the day this podcast ends. We always have a Vince topic. Like I said, he left the company. He was back in the company. He, he, he shook everything up. And um, now, who knows? You guys think he'll be with the company this time next year? Or what do you expect? You think you think we'll see Vince finally ride off into the sunset and get away from the biz? Or because he's going to be 70, he's 78. So we're, we're pushing 80 here. Dude, Vince's not going anywhere until he's dead. This <laughs> new deal he got is super cush gig for him. You know what I mean? Where he gets to do whatever he wants, but he does, the blowback isn't going to be so hard on him. Um, I think he's golden. I think he set himself up with this deal really nice and he doesn't have to leave until he says so. So mm -hmm. I think that'll be when he's dead. Yeah. The language says so in that contract, he can't really yeah. remove them. So <laughs> yeah. you're probably right. He, yep. he structured that perfectly. Um, all right. You guys got anything else on Vincent Kennedy McMahon? Happy birthday, Vinnie Mac. Yeah. Happy birthday, old man. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday, pop. <laughs> we'll see you next time on no sold this has been fun next week we got all in we're going to talk all about it oh yeah it's maybe the next wrestlemania who knows maybe this will be uh and thank you cody if it is because his <laughs> sister came up with the name fun fact teal rose um but yeah next week all in shout out the teal shout out to teal. he's almost <laughs> as annoying as her brother you're <laughs> crazy i'll marry her <laughs> all right this has been no soul for the east west connection frank stay safe from earthquake typhoon the hurricane glacier <laughs> avalanche. avalanche harlem harlem, harlem heat. heat harlem heat are coming through i heard <laughs> yeah it's coming, right. <laughs> Train's coming through la peace out and this is uh this is it that's the bottom line because no soul said so bye cheers